Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Sarah Jane here. It's that time of year again where we are gearing up for a break between season three and season four. With that in mind, I have compiled my favorite episodes from season three for you to check out right now. I know that doing a daily podcast means that episodes get lost in the mix sometimes, and I want to make sure some of these really get a chance to shine. So I am entering into the holiday season with so much gratitude for all of you. Thank you so much for being here. And if you are looking for real-time content, I'll still be posting a new episode every Monday through the month of December, walking through reflecting on the year and planning for 2023. Enjoy today's episode. Hello friends, happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing the Enneagram in love and friendship, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I have decided to take fun into my own hands. Honestly, I've lost a bit of drive to really make my life feel light and playful, and I'm really ready to get that back. I'm taking active effort in finding joy. Now, my thorn is that I don't know what feels fun to me. Uh, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I kind of need to figure out what it is that I do enjoy. Or as my therapist says, like, I get to figure out (laughs) what I enjoy. It's just that like 2020 kind of took some of those things away from me or you know what I mean it kind of made those things different changed my relationship to the things that I used to find really fun Um, that and kind of you know having things going on with my lungs that make it difficult for me to do some of the other things that I really love to do like play tennis or go for a run around the lake like things like that um, aren't as feasible and yeah so it's just like different So that's my thorn, but my bud is that I, in the light of this, spontaneously agreed to go on a cruise with my family in like a few weeks. I had texted my mom and asked the next time she was going down to visit my brother and was just kind of like, I'll try and see if I can hop on to that trip, get some sunshine in the middle of the winter, you know, hang out with my family. And they were like, actually, we're going down (laughs) in March and we're going on a cruise together. And my mom, within a matter of hours, had me on the cruise booked. By the end of the night, I'd booked a plane ticket to get down there, like it's happening. Um, Okay, so now let's talk about friendship. One of the things that has been the most fascinating to me when it comes to 
really getting to know people of different Enneagram types has been the way that they relate to friends. Yes, there's a lot here for us when it comes to our families of origin, of course, and also for romantic love. I would say I get asked more about romantic love than probably anything, but friendships offer a lot of insight into how we move through the world, what we expect of ourselves and of others, and how we may be kind of missing one another. So first I want to talk about our struggles with friendships, and then I want to talk about what we look for in our friends. Again, these come from conversations that I've had with people of different types. Um, So it's more of like, here's the conversations that I'm having. I'm giving you kind of an inside peek into the patterns that I see. But if you feel like, you know, let me know how this resonates with you. Come hang out with me on Instagram. Let me know what friendships have been like for you and, and your type. Okay, let's dive in to the things that we kind of can struggle with. So for type one, it's high standards. Um, Type ones are, you know, they're idealistic. They have a vision for what being a good person is. They have really high moral standards. And so that can oftentimes get applied to the people that they interact with. Do you live up to my moral standard? And they may end up writing people off if they don't live up to what they think it means to be a good person or to do the right thing. And at times this is beautiful, right? Because it means that you are surrounding yourself with people who believe like you, who help you to want to be a better person. But at other times it can cause you to limit your impact in the world by only engaging with people who believe like you, or it can even cause you to write someone off who's generally a really good person, but just has kind of maybe one or two things that they do that you find not quite right. Type two, they give a lot to people that they don't know very well sometimes. Um, So sometimes that can look like kind of in a level of intimacy that the other people aren't prepared for. I heard someone say recently that a lot of the struggles that they find, this was Mina B on Instagram, um, who is an incredible therapist. And she was talking about how a lot of times when there are struggles in relationships in terms of friendships, it's because there's a mismatch understanding of intimacy. Perhaps one friend is like, we're best friends, we're really close, while the other person considers you an acquaintance. And this isn't necessarily that one is right or one is wrong, but a lot of times for our type twos, they're willing to give that best friend level of energy and commitment um, a little bit earlier than a lot of the other types. And so some types might feel, um, that might make them feel a little bit claustrophobic or a little bit opposed upon, even if the type two is doing something really kind, you know, it can feel to some other types like that's a little bit too much too soon. It doesn't match my understanding of where we're at in terms of intimacy. Type threes, they can take on their friends' dreams and plans for them, meaning maybe their friend is not really doing something for their life that they know they want to be doing. Maybe they lack a sense of vision. The three can come in and and set the dream for you, build you a website, have your to-do list written out for you, all before you even know if this is even what you want. Um, They kind of can adopt the dreams and plans of the people in their life as if it's their own. Um, The other thing that can come up with being friends with a type three is that it can be, um, it can cause you to kind of be out of money or time and energy because 
you're dreaming for someone else. And so when you're dreaming for someone else and you invest your resources, your time, your energy, um, your money sometimes, when that happens, you know, that is an, a path to potential resentment on both ends, right? You're kind of more invested in their plans than they are themselves, which is kind of just a train wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> you know, at some point, they have to take ownership of their dreams and their plans, and it can't be yours to carry for them. Type four, oftentimes our type fours express feeling kind of outside of things, um, feeling like there's like a, a inner group and they're not in that group. And uh, my sweet type four husband likes to tell me about how in high school he thought you had to be like invited to the parties. And it wasn't until out he was like kind of older and he had a conversation with someone he went to school with and they were like, no one was invited. People just showed up. But he was kind of waiting for his invitation. He was waiting for someone to say, I pick you to come spend time with me. And fours oftentimes struggle with this, like wanting to be invited, but that doesn't necessarily mean they want to go because they do tend to be more of the withdrawing type. So they might just want to know that the invitation is there while also reserving the right to not accept the invitation. The struggle with this is that if you continuously don't accept the invitation or actually make the effort to go, people will stop inviting. Now I'm saying this as we move into five because that is also a struggle that our fives experience that I want to be invited, but I don't want to necessarily go. I want to know that I could go if I needed to. <laughs> and um, so I, I kind of want to pull that into the five as well. The other thing that our fives can experience is people feeling closer to you than you feel to them. Um, kind of the opposite of the two energy where um, you're giving, you know, maybe indications that you're interested in what they have to say, or you're, you know, nodding along, or you're asking them questions, you're giving them advice, but they're not really asking you questions. You're not sharing much of yourself with them. You're not, you know, you're still kind of hiding who you truly are. You're reserving a lot of information. And so those people are getting a lot of that relationship with you, but you're not getting a lot out of that relationship with them, which can lead to that mismatch of intimacy, them feeling really close to you while you don't feel really close to them, which kind of feeds into your fear of being invaded upon, right? If people feel really close to you, but you're not really receiving anything from that relationship, it can feel like, whoa, you're in my space. <laughs> you're really in here kind of taking up space for me. And friendships can kind of be downplayed because you're not being vulnerable enough or sharing enough of yourself in order to receive the benefits of them. All right, type six. Tar type sixes remain loyal for a really long time. And that's a tricky thing, right? Because a lot of times maybe you made this friend in kindergarten and you've both changed a significant amount. Maybe you're on different ends of the political spectrum or you are just a completely different person than you were in kindergarten like most of us. And that relationship maybe has some toxic qualities that followed you um, into adulthood that you feel like you can't escape from. But you always have the choice to choose relationships that are healthy for you, even if those relationships are a little bit more new or a little more uncertain. You know, maybe you can't guarantee that that person will always be there for you, 
but when they are there for you, they're there in a healthy, supportive way. Another thing that can come up here for our six is kind of in the same light as if you, you know, you're used to having the same friends for a really long time, you're seeking that stability in your friendships, new people can feel really threatening. You can feel like, do I trust you? Do I want you in my life? I don't know who you are. I don't know if you mean what you say. And you're kind of looking to see if these people kind of pass the test and get to be a part of your inner circle. And if they pass the test, then you'll be really loyal to them. But in the meantime, you know, you're going to keep them in at arm's length. And this can make it difficult for you to allow for some of these more lighthearted acquaintances that we need as people, especially um, for those of us who are extroverted, right? We need those light, playful interactions that maybe don't have to have the most, like we really jive and we really energetically just get along and I know I trust them and they trust me. Sometimes our friendships are just meant to be someone that we have kind of a light engagement with who brings a little bit of fun into our life, but we don't have to trust them with our deepest, darkest secrets. But I think sixes sometimes can struggle with like, if I can't trust you, then like you can't be in my life at all. And I'm not going to trust you until you prove yourself to me. All right, type sevens. The struggle for our type sevens is they want people around when they want them, but not when they don't. Um, this is a little bit different than the five and the four where I say they want the invitation. Sevens, they'll give you the invitation. Like they're inviting you. Um, they're coming up with like, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Who do I want to have along? Who's available? But if you continuously invite them, invite them, invite them, they're going to kind of feel like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to make all of these plans and commitments right now. Um, and kind of because of this in a similar way, as five, people can feel really close to the sevens, but the sevens may not feel really close to them because you might spend a lot of time with a type seven, but that's a lot of times because they're looking for someone to help them entertain themselves. Um, and it may not be kind of a level of intimacy that you think it is. Sevens can be really charming and engaging and they can talk to you about just about anything, help you with your dreams, kind of talk to you about your plans, which can oftentimes make you feel like you're the center of the world in that moment, right? Like you and I are really jiving. We really have something here. This is really special. But for the seven, that's kind of a light in a light thing that they're doing with perfect strangers on the street. And um, the level of commitment that they're offering in that moment isn't what it may seem like they're offering. You need to make sure that you own, you're relying on what they really are promising you and committing to and not how you feel they might feel about you. The other thing that our sevens can struggle with in friendship is toxic positivity, you know, kind of like reframing people's experiences for them, telling them to buck up, telling them to like make the most of a bad situation. Um, a lot of times like sevens and, and myself included, we have to work on validating the experience of others, you know, letting them, you know, honoring their pain with them, not trying to just make them feel better um, right away. Sometimes a really good friend is just like, yeah, this sucks. And I'll sit with you while you cry. We don't have to always make it feel better or reframe the situation so that they can think about it differently or fix their problems for them. 
All right, type eight, well, or even tell them how to fix the problems. All right, type eight, um, you know, the big struggles here are trust, you know, fear of betrayal, fear that people will use the intimate things you share with them against you. Um, it's also tend to struggle to ask for support. They tend to like take on a lot of responsibility, but not allow other people to support them. And they also, like the seven, can like be a little bit fixy about people's problems. Sevens, the energy is more, here's what I think you should do. Um, eights, it's more like, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'll fix this for you. For our nines, they struggle a lot with merging, you know, the kind of losing their identity in the sense of like who they're spending the most time with. So all of a sudden, maybe they start dressing a little bit different eating a little bit different, talking a little bit differently because they're just kind of starting to shift and look more like the people they're spending most of their time with. And the other element here for our type nines is they can make it really in their attempts to be easy to get along with through not being over talking about themselves too much, asking questions, um, not sharing too much without being invited. These, these are common nine behaviors that stem from their fear of being too much, taking up too much space. But the tricky thing here, y'all, with friendships is that it can put a lot of the work on whoever you're spending time with. If you don't interrupt or share or in, interject and, and share your own experiences or offer a story or offer um, something of your own or contribute, then that means that the weight of the conversation is being carried by whoever you're engaging with. They're having to pull information out of you. If they ask you a question and you answer in a one word answer, well, think about how much more effort that takes to get through the conversation. And, and it causes that other person to have to carry it for you. Now, not every single nine is doing this, but this is definitely a typical kind of type nine behavior, just trying not to take up too much space, which can cause them to take up so little space that it puts a lot of work onto whoever they're in conversation with. Okay, so that's what we're bringing to the table. These are the things that are just difficult for us in friendships, the things that we kind of struggle with. But let's talk about what we are expecting from others, kind of what we're hoping our friends will show up like or be for us. Type ones respect impeccable integrity. They also really like when someone pays attention to details um, and they kind of have a sense of being courteous or proper, like they show up on time, they text if they're going to be late, they over, they under promise and over deliver, uh, they do what they say they're going to do. Type twos, um, really anticipate your needs and they appreciate when someone anticipates their needs that can make them feel so it can feel so much more reciprocal right if you are kind of both looking out for each other and i think twos need someone to encourage them to look out for themselves to say um way to take care of yourself good job on doing some self-care there the other thing that twos like is availability you know having someone who is there to kind of create a really deep, meaningful friendship with them. Relationships are so important to our twos. So having a someone in their life who takes relationships as seriously as they do. Type threes really value people who are motivated and driven and have a vision for their life. People who are um, encouraging and supportive of their dreams, but also people who are willing to like do the hard work 
and not complain about doing the hard work, <laughs> if that makes sense. Type fours are seeking depth and complexity. Um, you know, if they take you to an emotional place and you can follow them, that's going to mean a lot. Um, if you can not take it personally, if they can't spend a ton of time with you, but still show them that you care about them and that you're thinking of them. Type fives really value, like you take care of you and I take care of me type energy. Um, you know, that sense of like, hey, I'm here for you, but I'm also here for myself. So like, I'm not going to overly rely on you and I don't need you to overly rely on me. We're both like, I'm good, you're good. And everything that we do together is a bonus. Type six, they're, they're seeking a lot of loyalty. They're seeking to know that like, you'll be there for them if all else fails, that you've got their back and that they have that kind of sense of support. Um, a lot of times our sixes are looking kind of for like a network of friends, like a little group of friends that all have your back where you feel like, okay, all else fails, like we've got each other. Type seven, um, type sevens are looking for people who support your plans and your dreams, right? Like this, I believe in you. Um, I believe in your positive energy. I don't know how this is going to work, but I know you'll figure it out. Um, but also be there when you want them to be there, but not too clingy. So sevens are really looking for that same energy that I mentioned about fours, where it's like, I'm not going to take it personally if you don't call me for a few months, but when we kind of get back together, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Um, and we're not going to, we're not going to get our feelings hurt if I'm not texting you all day, every day. But when I think about you, I'll send you a message. Um, sevens can be real out of sight, out of mind type of friends. Like whatever's in front of them is what's real. And it's beneficial to them to have friends who don't take that personally. Type eights, um, people who are, you know, strong, who could handle themselves, who um, are capable can offer a lot of relaxation to our eights. It can make them feel like they don't have to play that role or they don't have to overcompensate for the other person. The other thing is that they're, you know, eights tend to be really blunt and direct. So it's easier to be friends with people who don't tend to get their feelings hurt by just kind of someone being really blunt and not sugarcoating things. And our nines are looking for someone who is not judgmental. They are not interested in people who are like big into gossip or like to put other people down or hypercritical or shut them down when they have an opposing opinion or want to offer a debate. Like they want, they tend to seek out people who are open and non-judgmental and curious and accepting of other people. So that is friendship. That's kind of the, the patterns that I've picked up on through lots and lots of conversations with people over the years. But tell me, what do you think? Did you resonate with what we discussed for your type? Let me know on Instagram at Enneagram and Coffee, our little podcast Instagram account. Um, let me know over there how this felt and what you think. And as always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.